Bad Guy Inc. presents Beyond the Fight. What is that the theme song to? That is stuck in my head. Anybody? You know Sounds that like Mission Impossible. It's been stuck in my head all day. I must have heard it somewhere. You know what I think it is? Is that UFC Tonight? I haven't watched UFC Tonight in years. I don't think so. So I don't think it would be you. How would that be stuck in my head? It sounds like you've jazzed up Mission Impossible. Is that all it is? All right. So, all right. Let's go over. Let's go over a few things. First of all, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Beyond the Fight. I want to give a quick recap. You know, Jacob, I just got back from Finland. I was out there for Abu Dhabi. Incredible event. And I will tell you, the rules of Abu Dhabi are strictly adhered to as made up on the spot. (laughs) Okay? And that could sound like I'm complaining. I'm not. It was awesome. And you've got this fringe, small, tiny community of grapplers. And that's true. Participation's low. And it's not in the high schools, it's not in the colleges, it's not in the Olympic Games. It's got Abu Dhabi, and it comes once every two years. And these train killers put whatever they're doing on hold, and they meet at a specific venue on a specific date, and they battle it out, and they accept the results, whatever they may be. It was so cool, and it's hard for me to tell you, because this isn't televised. So many people don't see it. I was there. Again, I come from the wrestling community, but we don't get any television. We don't get any media. We don't get any reporting done. But the guys that are there, it means something. It means something forever. It's a very cool event. I got bit by the bug. I wish I was there right now. It's two years away. I cannot wait to go back. I cannot wait to prepare more. I cannot wait to take some of the skills that, that, that I learned and the experiences I had and go back. It was great. John Danaher, Coach Danaher, is revolutionizing the sport. His guys, from Jake Shields to the Ryan boys to Tonin, were in a class of their own. They had techniques. They had maneuvers that nobody's seen. This is one of the most vicious and violent tournaments I've ever witnessed or been part of. And jiu-jitsu, and this isn't a jiu-jitsu tournament. It's very clearly called submission grapple. So you've got catch wrestling and sambo and wrestlers and any grappling form you can think of you've got there. But I think it's also a fair term for me to call it Jiu-Jitsu, I think that's a fair term. Jiu-Jitsu calls itself the soft art. I don't know why. It is so violent in terms of the maneuver. The only maneuvers you're allowed to do is to attempt to break or dislocate your opponent's joint or bone or to strangle him. That's the only way you're going to be rewarded. Punches and elbows and knees in some way are less violent than this tournament. And... It was so impressive to watch these guys work, but Jacob, there was a level of sportsmanship that you would not believe. As much as you are encouraged under said rules to stretch, break, manipulate, and strangle your opponent's body, I didn't see one guy get hurt. Are you ready for that? Not one guy. I don't know how many matches were contested. Let's see, four per weight, times five, 20 plus an absolute, oh my goodness, I mean, there are 100 matches. I didn't see one guy get injured. I did see medics went out there a couple times. They checked on guys, but they all stood up and walked themselves off. There was a level of sportsmanship that was really cool to see. How did you adjust to not knowing the rules? I can't get over that. Yeah, okay, so listen. You had to have known something. Yeah, let me attempt to explain, because you're right. That was a broad statement I threw out, but let me explain. So every sport changes over the years. 
I mean, they just do. You fix something. Sure. You ch- it could be a, a time or a scoring or what's allowed or what's not allowed. But something changes in every sport over the years. This sport's a little bit different because, Jacob, it's only once every two years. So when they tell you the rule changes is at the rules meeting, which is 24 hours before the event starts. So when they verbally tell you the rules, you would have no ability to go into your training room, sit down with your coaches, work on some techniques, and adapt. You have to make a mental note and adjustment right then. But it's totally fair because everybody has to do it. That's true. Everyone does have to do it, and I'm not contesting that, but... How were you tra- were you training based on last year last two years oh, ago? Oh, I understand your question. Yes, or- absolutely. Yeah, that's reasonable. But, what but, else are you going to do? I'm going right, to do that for the they- next two years. I'm going to train under the current rules, but they but but they can change them. They make adjustments, but they just reveal them to everybody at the same time in the rules meeting, which is one day before it kicks off. Why would they wait that long? Well, I think there was no other way to get everybody organized. This is my guess. I'm guessing to answer your question, but how do you get everybody organized? Then don't forget, there's a worldwide event. So even if you do, let's say you have an email list, let's say you have social media, how do you get it to everybody in the correct language? So I'm guessing, I'm trying to answer your question on the spot, but that seems to make sense to me. If I was an event organizer, the one way to do it is sit everybody down with the interpreters right there, have a and a have a back and forth, get it hashed out and move forward. So that is one of the challenges, but I'm not complaining. And I think as I say this to you, it sounds like a complaint. It's actually not. It was a very cool thing. It's a very cool thing to go in with this level of stress, with this level of unknown against trained killers and try to adapt on the fly. I got a kick out of it. Uh, here, I'll give you an example. I had a match. I was there for what was called a super fight. I mean, I just had to do one match. I wasn't in a tournament. So I knew exactly who my opponent was. No blind draw, nothing like that. They had mentioned something about overtime, but there was three different events going on. You had the super fights that I was part of. You had the tournament that was going on, but at the conclusion, you have the absolute. So three different events with three different sets of rules, at least as it pertained to the time. The time specifically, each event was different. So for mine, they had mentioned something. I couldn't tell you what it was, but something did come up about overtime. I couldn't really know what it was. Somebody said there could be two overtimes. and so it, Everything was weird, but there was something mentioned about overtime. So my match concludes, we're tied. I assumed we were going into overtime. Well, I was right. We did. When that ended, they tried to do another overtime. And I even told the ref, I said, that was overtime. And he goes, no, must do an overtime. Tie, score's tied. No, that was the overtime. The overtime's done. You're, you've lost track in your mind. That was the overtime. So he goes to the head table, gets clarification, comes back, and he even said, you, you must forgive me. Now, we had a language bearer, the ref and I, but he said, you must forgive me. Two days, very long. We are done. So, But I mean, but if the ref would have gone to the head table and come back and said, no, you got another overtime, we would have gone another overtime. And if he would have come back after that and said, you got another, we would have gone another overtime. We would have just kept going until somebody said, okay, we've seen enough. Stop. But that's one of the rules of Abu Dhabi. Nobody's totally clear. I'll give you a better example. So I was a little... Out of my element there. I've been to Abu Dhabi before, but the last time was in 2003. So what, 14 years ago. So, yeah, yeah so, there's, back. so seven events since then with seven different rule changes. The gentleman I took on has won Abu Dhabi twice and been second. So not only is he very experienced, but he's more recent than I am. So when the referee's over at the head table and it's just me and my opponent out on the mat, I turned to him and, and I asked him about you know, what's gonna, what the rules are. What's going to happen? He shrugs his shoulders and goes, 
I don't know the rules. And so it's like, this is great. I, again, I, none of this is meant as a negative. It, this was a positive, but it was awesome how they did. I'll give you another example. Buchecha. Certainly you've heard of Buchecha. Best grappler alive or believed to be. They wore his ass down so bad. So uh, take amateur wrestling. OSAA, we're out here in Oregon. 45 minutes is required between matches. You cannot put a guy on the mat at the conclusion of his previous match until 45 minutes has gone by. It's against the rules. NCAA, same rules. Freestyle, UWW, 20-minute rule. Cannot do it. If you are an event organizer and you attempt to do it, the governing body will step it. You cannot do it. You will lose your right to hold events. Cannot do it. In Abu Dhabi, they'll run you back to back to back to back if they want. You might have a break. You might not. So Pachesha, best grappler in the world. He's so good, people were surprised he was even there. They ran him. He had a 20, he had a match, which then came with an overtime and another overtime. So he had a 20 minute war. Steps up. He's exhausted. As exhausted as you would think. As exhausted as he should be of doing 20 minutes of combat with no rest, I uh, might add. When they do overtime, they don't break you, send you to a corner, give you a minute break. They just announce it on the fly. Keep going. Overtime, overtime is now starting. Yeah. So, I mean, he's hard, but 20 minutes hard with another train killer. Okay. Buchecha beats him. Buchecha's opponent had completed in regulation, so had a 10-minute break. Boom. Semifinals. Buchecha, you're up. He just got done. He didn't even leave the mat. So the event organizer announces five-minute break. Just on the fly, he decides, we got to give this guy a break. This isn't right. So Buchecha couldn't even go backstage. He's like stumbling. He's so tired. I mean, his eyes are half closed. He just looks tired. His body is dripping in sweat. This is a big guy. I mean, he's got to rehydrate. He's got to recover. He just sits down right in the nearest chair and just waited for those five minutes. Well, three minutes into the five minutes, they decided it was long enough, and they sent him out there. Buchecha, the guy takes his back and chokes him out. That was a pretty tired Buchecha. I just share that example with you because I think of a lot of our listeners are going to know his name. It's a very tired Buchecha. All the rules were followed. I'm, I'm not arguing any excuse for Buchecha. The rules were followed. It just happened that his opponent did finish in regulation, was given a rest, and he wasn't, and say la vie to the rest. That's You were mentioning sportsmanship. I got to say, that is some pretty high commitment to sportsmanship to following rules on the fly. That, I don't know if you'd see that anywhere else because, I mean, every sport has rules, but they are so carefully followed, but they, they everyone knows them, everyone sees them, but they'll argue bits and tiny pieces and, hy- and hypotheticals and all this to tell that you're red in the face. All the different possible integers as to why Batman could beat Superman. Exactly. Instead of just accepting it as it is. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, at overtime, I gotta keep fighting. There's not even a question. You gotta go. That's so random. You gotta go. And, and they accept it. Oh, People it, from all over the, the world. These event organizers have so much respect. I mean, the guys just respect them and appreciate that every two years, I, these guys lose a ton of money. There's no television deal. They're, they got all sorts of purses and pri- I don't know, million dollars, I would say they put up. Beautiful venue, beautiful hotel. Everybody's flying out there nice with coaches and all sorts. I mean, it's a really special event that they do not need to do. And they do it. Because they want to. That's right. So there's a level of respect and appreciation where it's just like, look, if these guys are funding this damn thing and making this move forward so that we can have a world, a true world championship where the baddest dudes on earth do get together every two years somewhere and contest this with a gold, silver, and bronze handed out, we're going to do it their way. And there's a respect there. And that's what keeps this whole thing alive. There's nothing else. It's respect. And I respect that. No wonder you got the bug. No way. Yeah, you get the bug. It was a really cool event. 
and I mean, the techniques in this thing were just so fascinating. I, I was so blown away, particularly by the Danaher death squad and Coach Danaher. They they were a step ahead of everybody else. They had moves, Jacob, I've never even seen. I don't even know the names to. You know, anytime Tony goes out there and wrestles, it's incredible. Gordon Ryan had a, a day of days. I mean, just a week. I, I would put him as, as the OW, the outstanding wrestler of the whole event. If that was argued, if everybody didn't just lay down and go, yeah, Chael's right, it's Gordon, eh, there was one other guy. There, It was between he and another guy named Pena. There's no one else you could argue. Just amazing. And very, very ahead. Again, I've been in the sport 20 years. They were doing techniques that I've never seen. There's no other way to say it. Did they just make them up kind of thing? Or did you, is, this just, is it more along the lines of he just randomly would put his arms and legs or no. they, their practice and he's just like this is something I came up with my coach and we're just going to try it That's on exactly right. Yes. So a lot of it is trial and error and a lot of it is on the fly and what you've done in the back room but no, uh, John Danaher was calling these moves out and they, he even had names to moves I haven't heard. I mean some of them weren't even English words. They were Japanese words and you know they, these Probably because there's no word for English to describe Yeah, that's right. Them. Yeah, and I think he created them or he saw them somewhere over the way or however he got a hold of them and he does his homework. I mean he's a very special coach and a special special person but yeah they were just advanced and they were putting some guys in some positions that guys had never been in never seen before and it was awesome i bring all of this up i told you last week i was going to beat my guy right i told you i was going to beat him and i did i told you why i was going to beat him i was just too big the guy had too much of a size disadvantage he was about 180 pounds he could have been smaller than that he was not over 180 that much i can tell you it was open weight they didn't even weigh us in so I'm going off my eyes, but I'm telling you I'm right. He wasn't over 180 pounds. I'm 217 pounds. Just stop it right there. They're going, well, Chell, you're a blue belt, and this guy's a black belt. I'm 217 pounds. Just stop right there. Bet DSI. Bet DSI took odds on this. They were the only sports book to cover Abu Dhabi. They had a special code for my listeners. Go to their website, sign up an account, and just use the code BEYOND25. They would give you $25. No catch, no strings. You never get out of credit card. You never make a payment. They made a 5-1 to one underdog. So I told my listeners, go to BetDSI.com, use the promo code BEYOND25, and put it all on me. If I'm right, and I'm making a hell of a prediction here, but if I'm right, you get $300 on the house just because you listened to this show and went over there. Bet DSI lost their ass. They got a hold of me. They said, we got killed. They said, we're really happy you won, though. We're proud of you. But we got hammered because the listeners went and did it. So they got five and a half on their money, and their money was free because they had the promo code beyond 25. Here's the deal, though. The offer's still out there. Now, you can't go back retroactively and bet on me at five to one, but you can go put that money, that $25 you get, you can go put that on football. You can go put that on NCAA. You can put that on MMA. You can put anything you want. Go to BetDSI.com. Use the promo code BEYOND25. Boom. You got anything else for us? Any more questions? You know, one thing I've noticed, Jacob, I've been here a while. You haven't once said congrats yet. I was literally just Were you? Going, My mouth Were was you? opening really? up. Could you see the We've calm? been here 10 minutes. We've been here 10 minutes. Calm. I mean, nothing. It no was, no pat a, on the back. It was a send-off. Huh? It was a send-off congratulations. Or were you it just the expecting last, your ace? La- you just knew. It was huh? the last thing I was going to pull. It was the last thing you'd hear as you walked out of the studio. Well, I still haven't heard it, goddammit. So what do you want to say to me? Congratulations, Chael. You beat your man. And there it is. Thank you, Jacob. I'm Chael Sutton, and this has been Beyond the Fight. Bad Guy Inc. presents Beyond the Fight.